Hello, happy campers. I'm Spike. I'm Chris. We are geeking out, and this is our second aftermath of the week. I do this under duress, I must confess. Not my idea. This one. We have already done one episode of Aftermath. Aftermath is Geeking Out's movie review show. We've already done one episode this week on Across the Spider-Verse. Definitely worth the effort. Both of us give it fours just because it was a little dialogue heavy. Okay. So, if you want to see that, it's the link's around here somewhere. This time we're going to talk about the Little Mermaid remake. <laughs> this one, I did most of the talking on Across the Spider Verse because he's got to explain himself. He not only did he watch the Little Mermaid remake, give it. He liked it. No, no, no. I said this in the last episode. If you're going to advertise a car wreck, advertise the car wreck. <laughs> So please, uh, by all means, you explain yourself. I'm about to walk out the door and have a good stiff drink, having deal with, with this. Wrong. By all means, tell them. Talk, explain to the people why, why, why would you betray us like this? Why would you even give this the time of day? All right. So here's the first. Here's and hold on. Listen, listen. Okay. First of all. I thought I would go see this movie to at least have a good laugh. In case you guys don't know, there's a whole bunch of controversy about the film and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, nobody was really looking too forward to, except unless they're like a little kid, maybe, but nobody was really looking forward to this movie. Also, I wanted to go see this movie to see how bad it was because Disney has had this huge track record where they take animated classics and turn them into live action movies and they're all garbage except for The Jungle Book which I honestly say was garbage to begin with. No, that was a good movie. Oh wait, that was me saying that. Never mind. That was a good movie. Anyways, anyways. Jeez, this guy. But, anyways, that was the idea. Go have a laugh. See how bad it actually is. That way, I can sit here and tell you guys how awful this movie and terribly how just a crap show it actually was. And I cannot. Listen. <laughs> I have theories about why I feel this way. Because you're drunk? No, I was not drunk. High. I was not high. Are you hallucinating? Probably. Mental breakdown? Maybe. Aneurysm? A whole lot. Anyways. Are <laughs> <laughs> you? I threw him no. off. I do that. Yeah, you, you did. Okay, I'm a little mermaid. So, listen. Um, this movie, of course is like what they're I don't know how many remakes that they have done so far. This is all number probably they have twenty done every remake, yes. This was actually surprisingly good and I'll tell you why. One, there's new songs in it. Prince Eric actually has a song that he sings in it that wasn't actually too bad. 
Written, all the music, of course, other than the original songs, was written by Lin-Man Miranda. And I, I know I butcher that name because I always do. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lit y'all. That. The Hamilton guy. Yes, the Hamilton guy. So, of course, you already know the story, so I'm not going to give you the plot. But the reason why I actually enjoyed it was it didn't seem like I... If it, for some reason, it felt like I, it was fresh to me instead of the same old stick. You know? Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching something new. There, I remember. I still remember a lot from the original that they added some new scenes in this movie that made it felt like it was standing on its own. Now, the two people that honestly stole this movie that actually deserves a whole lot of talk is Melissa McCarthy as, of course, Ursula actually did a really good job of mixing the the little humor and evilness that uh, the original Ursula pretty much gave. And, of course, and I'm going to try myself really hard not to say Halle Berry. Haley. Haley Berry. Bailey. Berry. What? Haley Berry. The new mermaid. The chick with the rack. Yeah. I kid you not, this girl did an amazing job as Ariel. Okay. Her voice sounded just like the original Ariel. I, I kid you not. Like, it's just, like, well done. She's going to go places, maybe. I don't know. She might. But... There is like very little that I did not like about this movie. Like there, like there's two scenes that I had issues with. The the ending part where Ursula gets the trident and she grows big. It looked like the CGI on her face was a little, eh. A that's little been, that's been a common complaint about Disney and their artist group lately. They've been really slacking on the CGI. Yeah. Apparently they're cheaping out. <laughs> Probably they fired a bunch of people. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that part, and then there's another part at the beginning of the movie with the bird. What was the bird's name? Bird. I don't know. I don't care. Well, anyway, that bird. He's a he's a he's a stork. Gully. Yeah. He's seagull. Or seagull. Seagull. But anyway, there's a part where he goes underwater to catch fish and runs into Ariel. And they have this huge conversation, which really took me out of the movie because it's like, how is this bird breathing underwater and having a full-blown conversation underwater, you know? And then I found out that apparently those type of birds can't actually hold their breath underwater long enough to... But still, it, it if you don't know, if you're not a bird person, it's going to take you out of the movie, you know? It's like birds don't belong underwater, Talking, you know, unless it's happy feet. Um, well, they're, they're penguins, and they do come out of the water to talk. But you know, I'm just saying, it's it was a little weird. But anyways, um, now I'm going to get to the controversial stuff. 
one of the biggest controversies, well, it's not a big controversy, but they're talking about how, like, uh, King Trident had, like, I don't know how many daughters of different race, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put this out here, okay? Every single daughter is from a different continent that he was there, but he's tr he's King Trident. He's the king of the sea, okay? So, pretty much he's like a fish god, all right? Pretty, so, much, pretty much he's smacking around. Yeah. yeah. And, and, around. and not to mention he's a fish. But, you know what the difference is between him and regular humans? He stayed around. Just saying, he stayed around. And when Ariel got in trouble and he needed all of his children's help, every single one of them swam right there and was ready to help. They were, they were a big part of this movie as well. So, just saying, you know, calm, calm yourself, okay? Not many fathers stay around. He did, and he had a bunch of them. <laughs> just saying, just yeah. saying. Because the moms are nowhere to be seen. That, that, Anyway, I mean, what honestly, what's a, what's a human mother going to do with a, a half-fish daughter? Put her in a sardine tin or something? But there's like, it, it did reimagine this movie. And I have theories. First of all, when I came out of the movie, I had this weird feeling. Like, I've never, I've never had a movie do this to me. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But it was way better than what I thought. So it made me kind of just like, when I was asked, so what do you think of the movie? I didn't know what to tell them. And I was like, is there something wrong with me? And then I, I was seeing all these articles where people were coming out going like, I don't know how to feel about this movie. Like, I actually like it. So I'm like, oh, so I'm not the only one. There's critics out there that has watched this movie and felt the same way. Yeah, it's so adequate, it's okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's the way so, you put it. So, here's the thing. I have, I have conspiracies about why I feel the way I do about this movie. Okay? So, one theory is maybe I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Second theory is a little bit more realistic. Is that Disney has done thousands of Cinderellas, thousands of Sleeping Beauties, thousands of Snow Whites. That every time they redo it, you're just like, there oh, was another one. Little, this is the first attempt from a little for a Little Mermaid movie ever of over that many years there has been cartoon series but that's like right after the movie came out you know but this is the first and I'm like maybe that's it maybe that's why it feels so fresh even though I still remember a lot I like the plot the scenes the music from the original this and, and them changing up the scenes a little bit is probably why it feels like it stands on its own. So, I'm thinking maybe that's the reason why 
I actually like this movie way more than what I probably should. Man, I don't know. Now, <coughs> it's the first one. You're nuts. Oh, you're nuts. Yeah, yeah. No, saying this was the best of the live action remakes is like saying. Is like celebrating the fact that you're the first one to only be ankle deep in the sewage. Yeah, I mean, so. if you take a look at the track record that Disney has had, like they're coming, like for instance, they're doing a live action Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch does not seem to be that old enough to go directly to a live action movie. You know, it's like, why are you? They, they, they're already casting people for How to Train a Dragon movie. And it seems like that that just came out like a few years ago. And it's like, you guys need to stop. You, you need to stop. We've talked about creative bankruptcy before. Yeah. And and it's just, it's, it's we'll really getting annoying. But yeah, we'll discuss that in a little bit when I give my counter. It's, it's just the fact that maybe it's because they haven't done this movie enough to the point where that's probably why I like it more than what I should. There's, I know there's, they're making fun of a song in there called Scuttlebutt. I got to admit, it was way out of place, but I loved it. It was funny to me. And it's not like, oh, if I listen to it, because I did listen to it on YouTube, and it was just the lyrics. And I was like, it's kind of funny, but it's not. But when I was in the theater watching the movie, and seeing the scene, it was it was good, if that makes sense, you know. I understand. So, but it, there's there's parts of this movie that I thought was a little bit more. I, I liked it more. Now, one this movie did have one other big problem. That I almost forgot to mention, actually. Yeah. They told the story, but when it got to the ending, they rushed it. Like, it lasted, like, the whole scene of, oh, them finding out that uh, Ariel's a mermaid to, uh, you know, Ursula becoming big and getting a triton and all that stuff lasted maybe 15 minutes. The last... 15 minutes of the movie, it was like story, 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 action sequence to tell the end, let's get to now. And uh, it was like, whew. It was really fast. But, I was also kind of okay with that. Because I knew how it ended. I kind of wished the Ursula thing at the end, when she became big, I was kind of hoping that would stay a last a little bit longer, because I do remember when I was younger and watched The Little Mermaid, the ending scene was so cool. Like, I don't know what it was. It was, that ending scene was more cooler than seeing Jafar at the end of Aladdin becoming big and, you know, going all crazy. I don't know, there was just something about that that I was just like, oh yeah, there it is. And I was actually looking forward to that. That was one thing I was looking forward to with this movie, and it happened too quickly, but I was like, eh, okay. But, yeah. So, should I give my score now? Let's give your score. Out of a score of five, we do a rule of five here. 
when it comes to uh, theatrical releases, five is paying full price with a, like say, date night on a Saturday night. Four would be watching the mat, paying for the matinee. Three would be waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray or DVD. Two would be watching it on Netflix. One would be watching it for free on Pluto TV, and zero is not even drawing. So, Chris, on a scale of zero to five, where would you put the Little Mermaid remake? After all that I just said, after all I just said, I will give the lot that I will give it. A, okay, it, that's the, I'll give it a three. You gave it a three. It's worth owning, but it's not worth. It's good for. I I, I know that the kids would probably like it because, for some reason, Sebastian stole the movie. Uh, whatever the fish's name stole the movie and even though it's annoying as heck but Aquafina doing the voice of the bird kind of stole the bird was scuttle scuttle I think so okay let me give my quick counter response I have not seen the film and I have no desire to see the film primarily for let me let me give the way Disney has trained me that everything I knew about the studio was a lie. If I see the word Disney attached to a film, I ought that strike one. Okay. I used I used to and I mean twenty years ago if I'd seen Disney on a film poster, I'd be like, okay, I'll try it because that was when they were doing like Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. And it was live action and it was great. Okay. Now if I see Disney, I know this is going to be garbage. It's going to be hot filth. Strike one. Okay, I'm not going to automatically disqualify it, but that's strike one. It's a live action remake of an animated movie. Strike two. None of these, none of these, none of these have had a reputation. They have not held up over the weeks of its theatrical release much less over the years of its existence. None of these things have staying power. None. Okay, you're saying The Little Mermaid might actually have, might actually be worth watching a second time. Basically, you're saying buy it, you, could, you should buy it on Blu-ray or something. You gave it a three. You're saying it might be worth a second watch. This is the first of the live-action remakes where that would be the case because none of them have been worth a second. And that's why I'm just like feeling the way I am. It's like, it's weird because I was not expecting to feel this way. We are so used to constant failure yes. that when you see the rare success, you're just flummoxed by it. <laughs> yes. It's just like with the... Uh, you can't technically consider Sp the Spider-Verse movies to be Marvel. They're, they're more identified with Sony because yeah. Spider-Man keeps to itself for the most part. But... That's the other thing, too. If you see Marvel, if you see Star Wars, if you see uh, Pixar now, they suffer the same problem that Disney has. That name no longer means quality. Yeah. It, it, it's no longer a guarantee. That guarantee has been violated so many times that you just you see it and it's an automatic strike. The, uh, the third thing I'm going to get into, and it... Okay. For all the... This film has a reputation for being longer because of the race swapping involved. Yeah. 
and it's got lousy CGI. Okay, the character models I've seen of the crab and the fish and the bird and all the little fishies in the sea, it all looks like crap. Because they I mean, want to make it look more realistic. This looks like something you would have done maybe 20 years ago online using one of the Adobe, not Photoshop, but Adobe Movie Maker, Windows Movie Maker, you might have used a, a rudimentary CGI, okay? This film, the reason I'm, I have no desire to watch it, and, and I gotta admit, I didn't think you'd give it three. I figured this would be one of those one and dones. The main reason I'm not going to watch this film is that I know the story. Yeah, I've seen this story. Yeah, I, and this is the, this is something a lot of online critics are missing. This film is not meant for us. Yeah. This film's not for us because we grew up watching The Little Mermaid in movie theaters. We've seen The Little Mermaid repeatedly on DVD. We remember The Little Mermaid TV show. Mm -hmm. We've seen, you remember The Little Mermaid TV mm -hmm. show? Okay. I watched that. We've been, we have had all this exposure to The Little Mermaid, but all that exposure kind of dwindled out when Frozen became a thing. Ugh, when Frozen became a thing, they redefined the Disney princess model. No. You now have an entire generation who don't know who these characters are, at least that's what Disney thinks, which is why we've the remake of Aladdin sucked so hard. The remake of... Uh, you, said, you said you liked the remake of The Jungle Book. I don't really consider well, that. Okay, Disney. now, first of all, Jungle Book, it, this was done by John Favreau. Mm -hmm. The Jungle Book movie... I thought was really really good and because it was really good and successful somebody at Disney said hey let's turn all of our movies into live action now I will also say when it comes to the Jungle Book I actually even though I love the animated movie the 1992 with uh, Sam Neill mm -hmm. and uh, Haley Atwell and Jason Jason Scott Lee I think his name is the live action re the, the live action remake they did that was that was really good, they, was really good. but honestly the original animated movie was inferior it was not it was not very good but uh, you can my my biggest complaint about the Little Mermaid remake this is a film by focus group okay yeah. the diversity is there the equity is there the inclusivity is there. The environmental scoring is there, the social scoring is there, the whatever. You can tell it's been focus grouped to death. And so, yes, it's not meant for me, it's meant for a younger generation, and I feel bad for that generation. <laughs> this is what your, quote, entertainers, end quote, think will be entertaining for a young audience. I still say, actually, you know what, I won't take it back. I'm not going to recommend either Little Mermaid movie anymore. Okay, I'm not going to do it because it's already 30 years past its date. Kids, if you want movies that will, if you want animated movies that will reflect who you are, your generation, and what you'll be going through as you age, you're not going to find it at Disney. You're not going to find it at Warner. You're either going to find it at Universal through Illumination Entertainment or you're going to find it through Sony Animation. 
which means you're going to find it in Shrek. Finally got to watch the Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, did you? I finally got to see it. Five. Really? Easy five. I have not seen Easy it Easy five for that. I really want to watch it. it take, remember all the gushing we've done over the character development in, in, uh, in the Spider-Verse movies? Yeah. That one applied to Puss in Boots, who is really a flake. Honestly, he's a flake character, but he is forced to grow the, the heck up. It is a fantastic film. So see that. So that is where kids will be finding modern animation see, sources. It's going to be coming through Universal and Illumination, and through Sony Pictures, and I would imagine Lord and Miller because they have proved Lord and Miller. Right now, okay, the guys doing Spider Verse and Lego movies. They're giving me the closest thing to a Pixar vibe that I'm feeling in animation today. Those two guys, more than anybody else, and Pixar was a team effort. Yeah. John Lasseter, back when John Lasseter was there, he led them, but it was a, a team pull. These two guys, they are leading story development and they are the future. Pixar is well, on its is on its death throes right now. <sighs> Disney just fired seventy animators over there. Pixar just needs to do their own thing. Just Disney, go on their own. Disney has murdered Pixar. Disney has murdered its own animation department. Disney is murdering Lucasfilm. Disney is murdering Marvel. They're strangling everything. What's that movie uh, coming out about the uh, Kraken? Uh, Ruby Gilman. Uh, teenage crack. Like we saw the trailer for this, and I will say this makes the second time I've seen the trailer. It doesn't look interesting to me. I don't really want to watch it. But then I saw, oh, the people who did Shrek, the people that did this and all that, and I'm just How like, to train oh, this might actually that's good. Dream, that's, <laughs> DreamWorks, that's DreamWorks as KG. This might actually surprise me. I've, <laughs> so, I've been mentioning Illumination shot. Entertainment. They do Despicable Me. They did another one not yeah. that long ago. Uh, DreamWorks SKG has they did the Shrek movies and stuff and uh, Puss in Boots and so those three studios right there kids you're not going to find anything you want to see over at, at Disney you're not going to see it at, Mar uh, at Warner you're not going to see it at Fox you're not going to see it at any of these you're going to stick stick with Universal and Sony Columbia. And you will get a much, but if you stick with releases from those two studios for right now, three studios, I forgot, Illumination, Illumination, DreamWorks, and Sony Animation. Stick with those three studios and you will get a full education in storytelling and animation. So, that's why I cannot, for the life of me, recommend the Little Mermaid. I know you gave your best college try, but even you could only give it a three, I, which was honestly more than I here's, thought it would be Here's the thing, though, okay? I am not going to tell you to go watch The Little Mermaid. I'll but tell you to go not. watch the Spider-Man movie. Yes. But I'll... I'll That's the difference between a three and a four. Here's the thing. And, like, here lately, when it comes to movies, there's a lot of movies that you can automatically tell is going to be good. Like, for instance... When Dungeons and Dragons came out, I was like, you know what? My instinct when I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks like it's going to be a really fun movie. And I went to watch it because I thought I'm going to have fun watching this movie because it just seemed, it just gives off the fun vibe. And then I walked out of there going like, 
wow, this is like the, one of the top five movies of this year so far because this movie is actually way better than what I actually thought it would be. And you said the same thing with the Mar uh, Super Mario Brothers, that you said that this seems like it's going to be the surprise hit that nobody thought it would, and guess what? It was. It, it is now. Super Mario Brothers, quick update, Super Mario Brothers Global Gross is second exactly. in animation only to Frozen 2. And they're about to eat their lunch. Exactly. So it's, and it's one of those things where, guess what? The effort counts. Storytelling still counts. Yeah. Not just sending a message. So yeah. So it's like with so it's like with us, it's like if we see something, we automatically be like, okay, this might actually be really good. And then sometimes you just cannot like I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie before. But he has a movie coming out soon, something city. Uh Asteroid City, Astro something like that. Astro City. And I actually got to admit I want to watch this movie for some reason. There, it does something to me that I'm just like, I kind of want to watch this movie. If you've never checked out the Astro City books, you should because it's brand new. It's an entirely different way to take, uh, entirely different take on superhero storytelling. Oh, because it looks at it from more of a, it's a superhero movie. Yes. It does not give off the superhero. No, vibe. it doesn't give off a superhero vibe. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be more of a realistic take on on. You want to talk about powers and the boys and how realistic, all of that's just, it's, it's violence porn is what it is, okay? All those things. Astro City is an honest, intellectual take on the superhero genre. It, it actually, because instead of taking a universally critical view of the superhero genre, like say Watchmen did or The Dark Knight Returns, Astro City shows that there are reasons why superheroes have an appeal. Hmm. And boy, we just wandered completely off base. Yeah, this is but, I mean, a little mermaid review. But anyways, like anyway, our point we'll talk is, about is that it's like sometimes trailers will give off this energy to you that's like, I might want to check this out. Which is so, the whole purpose of the trailer yeah. to begin with. Right. So again, with the Little Mermaid... I wanted to go to at least give a, a good laugh because I was bored. So I figured I'd give it a shot. I ended up liking it way more than what I should. <clears throat> so basically, I'm not telling you to go watch this movie because it's not it's not bad. But it's not the best you'll ever see either. So if this is something that you're like, eh, I'll wait for Disney Plus because I'm sure it's going to be on there a whole lot sooner sure. than what you may mm -hmm. think. If you want to wait for Disney Plus, give it a shot. Um, if if you just might be slightly interested in seeing if it's any good, or if you have kids and they want to go watch it, then go watch it. But yeah, to me, it's a three. It's so it, again. It's so this will be our tagline. It's so good. It's adequate. It's so okay. <laughs> it's adequate. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So, Chris. Has finally run out of steam, I think. So yeah, my voice is starting. And his voice is starting to crackly. So <coughs> so until next time, Spike, Chris, and we'll keep on geeking out. You do too. <laughs>